Hey, welcome to the Happy Ramp Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined as always in studio by Barnabas Piper and Ronald J. Martin. And uh, boys, we have a lot of business to take care of today because we have sponsors. We have sponsors to keep happy. We have money people um, in this business. It's not all glitz and glamour. Uh, it's not all live in Louisville and live events and uh, lanyards and, and autograph signing for us. Uh, there's business. So in that spirit, Pipe, uh, I want to I want to throw it to you and I want you to talk a little business with us. OK, what do we have on tap today? Sponsor wise. Today, we are being sponsored by Union University. That's an institution I think you're somewhat familiar with, Ted. Yeah, um, I feel like so, I've heard of that school, Pipe. Yeah, hopefully about every two weeks in, <laughs> and, in a, and in a consistent with a consistent pay stub. Um, I don't really know how professors are paid, but that's how most people are paid. So um, so Union is the university where Ted, is, uh, Ted works in their communications department or heads it up and heads up the journalism side of things. But it's a Christian liberal arts college in Jackson, Tennessee, which is – uh, it's between Nashville and Memphis, a little bit closer to Nashville and Memphis. And um, I didn't really know anything about Union until I moved to Nashville. I had heard of it. I had a couple cousins who went there and they loved it, um, but have had more chances to interact with professors and Lifeway does some partnerships with Union in different ways and have been really, really impressed with it as well as meeting a number of grads who came out. So Christian, liberal arts. So it's not, it's not a Bible college that, you know, you can get journalism degrees and math degrees and business degrees and sort of all, all across the, the spectrum. They offer the full spectrum of sports and, and collegiate activities. Um, but none of that is a great selling point. I think it'd be much cooler to hear from you, Ted, because you've been there. Uh, are you going into your third year now? Is that yeah, right? this is year number three for me, man, which I can't believe. It's crazy. That's right. And well. so it was good enough to, to move you from Michigan to Jackson, Tennessee. Yep. And you said on an episode a few weeks ago that you would love to teach there uh, with no intent to leave. And, and so what is it that makes Union awesome? Oh, man. Yeah, so many things. So I'm, you guys know I'm kind of a cynic and, and kind of a jerk, you know, by default. <laughs> And um, I, I this don't. Is a, this is a hard company to stand out in as a jerk because, uh, well, Ronnie's nice. I I have a hard time picking out jerks because I'm like, oh, you you're like me. Well, dude, but so here's my thing. So everywhere I've ever taught, I've had, I, I've just had a sense that like I'm not necessarily going to go all in on it. Such that like all the other places I taught before Union, I I like never even bought a sweatshirt. You know what I mean? Because at some <laughs> point I was like, ah, this is gonna this is going to jump the shark, you know, so I'm not even going to like invest in a sweatshirt, but, uh, but I love union, man. I love it here without qualification. We have uh, a great president who's, um, who's committed to academics and, and has really built the academic side, but also, uh, he's just very much a man of the people. So he's about, um, you know, racial reconciliation here in Jackson. He's done great stuff with Lane college, the other college, uh, here in town. It's a historically black college where I coach football and, um, just really love the ethos and the spirit of Union. So I think it's one of those places where uh, we have we have an incredible faculty, but also a very humble faculty. So uh, students can come here, they can feel comfortable, they can get involved in student life stuff. Um, students here really know their professors. I know professors uh, have students in the home all the time. KK and I do, and we we love that aspect of it. So uh, it's an amazing place. I am a little biased toward journalism. So uh, if you're a Happy Rant listener and a student, or if you're a parent of a college-age student and uh, you want to send them to study with uh, with me, with Big T, uh, send them my way. We would love to have them in the journalism program, and we're, uh, we're doing great things. So uh, yeah, I love it, man. Love my school, love union without qualification. 
And so for listeners, if you wanted to check out more, you can go to uu.edu. That's a lot of U's in one, in one URL, but uh, just Union University. So uu.edu, find out, find out more about the school there. Um, they offer 100 programs of study, not just uh, – it's, so it's not a limited thing. So if you are the parent of a student or if you're in ministry and you have kids uh, at your church who are saying, hey, I'm thinking about college. Do you know of any good Christian colleges? Point them to Union. Uh, it would be a great place for them to check it out. Again, that's uu.edu, and I would go check them out. Um, the other the other sponsorship we have is our standard, which is Ligaris Roasters. So Hector Ligaris, our good friend of the podcast, um, offers our Happy Rant uh, special blend, but we have a special offer in partnership with them. I have sent Hector a limited number of uh, of my book, The Pastor's Kid, and it is signed to Happy Rent listeners. So anybody, while supplies last, who orders from Hector uh, will get a free copy of that book included with their order of coffee. Uh, he also is running a sale on his coffee right now, and he has a variety of roasts. So we have the Happy Rant Roast. He has a Ligaris Roaster Special Roast, and then he has a number uh, of roasts from from around, I think there's Costa Rica, there's Brazil, I think there's a, a Colombian roast, um, Guatemalan, if I remember correctly. So go check those out. They're all delicious. I just got two pounds sent to me yesterday, and I'm actually drinking some right now. So it's it's awesome. If you go to happyrantpodcast.com, you can see the link there. So while supplies last, you can get a free signed copy of The Pastor's Kid by ordering from Heck Ligaris. Go to Happy Rant Podcast to check that out. Dude, Heck Ligaris, I feel like we could do a whole show on Heck Ligaris. You know what I mean? I, I, feel, like some, I feel like somebody needs to write some Heck Ligaris fan fiction. I agree, dude. I, I'm working on a couple of Heck Ligaris short stories right now. So, you know, maybe. Ronnie, I'll, can you work them into your, uh, your Christmas novel? Yeah, let me. Uh, the let Christmas me make, sweater starring Heck Ligaris. <laughs> the, oh, I'm going to call it the Christmas coffee with Heck Ligaris. Let me, oh, let me make those edits right now. Let me, let me Dude, change you know, I saw I saw Heck Ligaris last night, man. We were at a at an event in downtown Jackson, and his wife runs uh, an incredible Cuban food truck. So um, I ran into Heck, man, outside the truck, and he was eating a sandwich. And I'm like, Heck, what do you what do you what do you got there? And he goes, Oh, this is a little Ricky. So they call it a little Ricky. It's like a Cubano Cuban sandwich, authentic. And uh, he he gave me one. It was unbelievable. It was incredible. Wow. So. Wow. Uh, yeah, all, just always good vibes with Heck Ligaris, man. I've never had a bad Heck Ligaris experience. You know Gosh, I mean? man, that makes me think we should offer some little Rickies for the, uh, you know, f- you know, at, at live in Louisville. Dude, you know I mean? love some little Rickies at Alabama. I didn't, I didn't realize that it was a family of, of entrepreneurs and food artists. That's amazing. Dude, it's a family of, like, ridiculously talented people. Yeah, no kidding. That's I amazing. I kid you not, man. They're, they're amazing people. Uh-huh. Ronnie, I, I have a I have a marketing idea for you for your Christmas book. Uh, the Christmas book should, I haven't gotten a deal on yet, but carry on, please. Self publish it. No deal you'll be for able the Christmas sweater. Not yet. I'm stunned. That's okay because this this idea will sell it because you can partner with Heck Ligaris. He can do a Ligaris Roasters Christmas blend. Wow! And so yes. you can sell the book in in tandem with an, a delicious Christmas blend because I know he has the capability to do that. You have the capability to write a Christmas novel. You combine <laughs> those two. That's so much Christmas spirit in one package. Nobody will be able to contain themselves. You know what? That that is man. I, I might take you up on that. I don't do self publishing, but I mean the the idea behind that. You know, maybe Tyndale will get on board with that if I if I you know if I can get this thing out through them. We'll, we'll see what happens. But that's no, incredible. Synergy right there. I just I, I love where your head's at. 
this morning. This is uh, this is good stuff. And Pipe, you know what? I feel like our boy Ron is a little bit glum. Can you hear it, it in his voice? Like it. Yeah, it just seems a little. I mean, maybe, maybe it's because I, if I if you've been following on Twitter, which of course you haven't, Ted, he's no. uh, he's really been wrestling with some sermon prep this week. He seems really? uh, he seems to be rather wrung out. Like maybe the text has defeated him. Baby, I'm sorry to hear that, man. Oh, that's okay, man. It's part of I the mean, job. I mean, not sorry enough to get on Twitter and give you like, you know, 150 characters worth of encouragement, but. No, I mean, I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I'm actually getting the opposite of encouragement right now. I got this guy that's texting me while we're doing the, the, the broadcast. It's Stephen It's not even Altrogi, but it's a guy that's like Altrogi and he's breaking my back right now. He's literally Dude, really? breaking my he back. Really? He is, or is he doing it kind of like in a joking way? He's kind of do. It's like it's kind of like Trogues, where it's yeah. in a joking way, but you're like, but but I feel like there's a lot of there's, there's a lot a of passive of there's it. a lot of passive aggression going on there, right? Yeah, yep. you know. So so he's kind of doing that right now. So yeah. So I mean, you know, that combined with the fact that I got to preach the uh, the Olivet discourse on mm-hmm. uh, on Sunday. Yeah, um, it's it's not my two most favorite things in the world: preaching eschatology and having a guy breaking my back via text right now. Well, baby, here's what you need to do. Okay, in this order: number one, get rid of that guy. All right, get rid of this guy via text. Whoever this guy is, you need to blow him off, and you need to join Pipe and myself in landing the plane on this candy conversation uh, that I think we started like two episode, episodes ago, vis a vis what kind of candy bar would certain celebrity pastors be? Okay. I will roll into it. I'm ready. I'm ready. Well, to, give I'm me ready a second to get, to get rid of your the... guy. Then we're gonna we're gonna roll into this thing because you're the whatchamacallit guy, right? I just rolled out, man. I rolled out of the of the convo. I'm ready to get into some cam. I'm ready to get into the Christmas season, thinking about Heclagara's signature Christmas blends and candy bars. Because right I now, need right? you. I mean, we need you all in on the program, not texting some some other dude on the baby, side. I'm in. Okay? You can always count. You can always count on Big R. I'm in. All right, baby. I love it. I, I love the enthusiasm in your voice right now. I can sense a change. So. Pipe, I, I don't remember even how this started, but we were uh, we were talking about candy. We were talking about candy bars, and we were equating certain like B and C list uh, reformed pastors to like what would their candy counterpart be? And uh, fans have been clamoring for this for some reason. They want more of it. So uh, ever so briefly, I want to give you boys an opportunity to just throw a couple of these out there if you've thought about it. If you, I'm sure you have. I'm sure you thought and prayed about it. Oh, um, so but, uh, much research. So much research, so, <laughs> so much research that has gone into this, and and, the, and let me just say this, Big T, is that the yeah. somebody I think somebody tweeted back pipe to you or to or to the the or to the rant where they said, um, and I thought this was funny. It was so obvious, but it still kind of LOL'd me a little bit. Which was uh, one Stefan Furtick being a uh, of course a payday candy bar. Oh, <laughs> that's funny because I was going to go with a hundred grand for him because I feel I think that's about his, his what he makes per Sunday. Yeah, I was going to say that's about a, you know, one fiftieth of his salary probably. Do we really think that's, that one Stefan Ferdy makes 400K a month? Mm. Is that possible? Do you think he makes that kind of cash? There's no way he makes that kind of cash. Baby, with the endorsements, though, you got to talk about this guy in the same way that you talk about a That's pro-athlete. true, because so his Christmas book has probably already gotten a deal with Tyndale. Dude, his Christmas book has a deal with Tyndale, so his is called the Christmas Sweater, so you're going to have some the, proprietary It's called issues. the Christmas Muscles. The Christmas it's called the Christmas gym. Muscles. Christmas CrossFit. <laughs> the Christmas gym. <laughs> it's called the Christmas V-neck is what it's called, Pipe. I love it. So Ferdy would be a payday or a hundred grand. I think those work perfectly. Those are incredible. Oh, Stefan, man, he loves his he loves well, his paydays. <laughs> let me let me throw this one out there. So this is a description of a candy bar, and you tell me who it fits. Like this. Okay. So it 
it looks really, really good. But when you bite into it, it's all just sort of fluffy nothingness. Oh man, oh, man. yeah, I know what that is. Ooh. That's Ooh. called a uh, that's called a Milky Way pipe. Oh, I was gonna no 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 Milky Way has caramel. This is the Three Musketeers, oh, which is the Milky Way is all hype, but it's no caramel. Hype. Like it's it's there's nothing in there. It's just it's 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 just fluff. Dude, it's wow. such a disappointment as a candy bar. Oh, it is. I know, you bite it and you're it like, is. this This is, I, there's literally nothing here. Like, I feel it's like less Three Musketeers are like, I feel like those are the candy bars that like my mom likes. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. They're like yeah. easy to chew, right? Yeah, yeah, they're good for people with dentures. That's right. Um, I'm not saying your mom has dentures. Sorry. Well, no, 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 it's okay. I mean, it's not, I mean, if she does, she does, Pipe. There's no, there's no getting around that at this I, age. I, 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 I made an assumption. I made a leap. That was unkind. <laughs> but right. let me do something. Let me do something else that's unkind as long as I'm on a roll. Uh, so... <laughs> And and put, we need to put a name to this. Who is the who is the pastor who you you're like the presentation is strong, the uh, content is completely nil. Oh, Big dude. R, what do you think, man? You're the, you're the resident man of the cloth. I'm, well, I don't know I'm, because I'm, I I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna get pipe in trouble right now with this one. But I feel like it wouldn't be me because I well because I, I don't even think the presentation's strong. But this is what I commonly hear about one uh, pastor, Andy Stanley. I always hear. Oh, I always hear that he's quote a great communicator, but oh, that his content is a little lacking. But when, but I, you know, his his communication skills don't really do it for me because I I, I feel like I'm being used car salesman to death. Dude, yeah, him. I feel like he's kind of like business platitudes guy. So I kind of exactly. feel like hundred grand yeah. or payday would work for him as well. But you know, Three Musketeers. I mean, I'd throw that one on him for sure. I think I think that's I think that's fair. Yeah, you you because you. You spend thirty minutes listening to a sermon. You come away and you're like, I, I think, like I think I want to buy a new car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there, just, that's there, how there I wasn't think. like there, there was there was no weight to it. Yeah, Not a lot of weight. I feel like he's just trying so hard to be so liked. Is what mm. it is. That's what it is. All right, here, here's another one. Uh, so obviously, a Snickers bar is sort of like the quintessential candy bar. It's got. It, it's presented well. It's yeah. got multiple ingredients. It's got a little substance. So, like, if you're hungry, it actually does something for you. Yeah. Then there's the Baby Ruth, which is exactly like the Snickers bar, but looks ugly. Okay. So, who is the pastor who's like who's got all the elements, but the presentation is just not very good? Because oh, that's the Baby Ruth. Pipe, that's fascinating. That's a yeah, that's that a is fat. Man, he really did some homework, Pipe. I don't know what to say about I, that. You, I take my candy seriously. You guys take pastors seriously. So, I mean, so that's we, a, we can work together. So now we got to talk about like a guy that's really faithful, but he's really a little dull, a little he, yeah, just like, yeah. And I think yeah, he, yeah. he's just kind of come away being like, I, I, it was good. Like I, I'm, I'm working with it, but like it, yeah. it just it looked like a it kind of looked like a turd. <laughs> because that's what a baby root does. It kind of looks like a turd. Interesting. Interesting. I'm Big afraid. Like, I'm afraid. Well, but dude, I love how you just, I love yeah, how you just, just casually thinking. toss that one over to me. This Big is where kid. it's nice to be the host. <laughs> you know what? While you're thinking, Big R, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a comment on, uh, on, on the Three Musketeers situation. All right. Throw um, it out there. I was going to go with Robbie B on that one. Okay. Uh, again, another guy who gets that kind of mantle of like, Great communicator, but but not always a lot of substance there. And also, Three Musketeers strikes me as like a quintessentially 80s candy bar. And I feel like Rob is a really 80s name, you know? Yeah, I, yeah, I feel like is. I went to like grade school with a bunch of dudes named Rob or like Robbie. Because yeah, uh, you did. And I dig that, man. I dig, I, dig, I dig that. So 80s candy bar, 80s name. Not a lot of substance. I'm going. I'm. I'm going Robbie B on that. Robert, I, I think that's good because there's because there's literally nothing there when he talks. Right, which is that's what I'm saying. Is, 
which is yeah. real. Yeah, that's very Three Musketeersy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, big our thoughts on the Snickers uh, Baby Ruth kind of conundrum. I mean, the Baby Ruth thing, which by the way is just an absolutely delicious. I agree. Candy. I'm glad he it said is. it. It's so yeah. good. It just looks yeah. bad. Yeah, it dude, does. it's good. And I I lean toward it because I'm kind of a guy who roots for the underdog. You know what I mean? I feel like Snickers is. Uh, yeah. You know, they've, they've got all the business they can handle. So I, I, I kind of yeah. tend to veer toward the baby Ruth. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm trying to think, man. I'm trying to think through our list of like like A and B listers right now. And I, I just, I don't know. I, I'm I'm coming up a little, a little emped. You yeah. Know? I, I kind of feel like, I kind of feel like maybe. Um, yeah, you're thinking someone pipe. Just lay it I on think, us. I think, Mark, I think Mark Dever is a good, is a good Mark one of this. Dever is a good baby Ruth guy. Yeah. Because the, like. The the content is is solid. It's strong. Absolutely. It's like he's he, he all like he never swings and misses. It's always yes. good. Uh, not, but but he's not an entertainer. It's not right. smooth. It's not pause. He, he there's no fireworks. Dude, there's you're no, not really getting off the couch to go hear Mark Dever. You know, no, and, and, and kind of intentionally not that way too, because yeah. like the way that Nine March works is like it's all substance, no style. Right. So. Uh, so it's I think, like I think he's the baby Ruth. If there is too much style, you're you're skeptical of that. You know what I mean? In, yeah. In- yeah, and and no marketing. Nobody markets a baby Ruth. The Snickers has like the you know you're you're a little hungry. You need a Snickers, and you turn from Joe Pesci back into yourself or whatever. Absolutely. But uh, but there's no marketing with baby Ruth. So I think I, I think it's I think it's that Ruth. Absolutely, I like that one. Pipe. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Poor Dever. But did no, we like all we did, did. We not all just say that the Baby Ruth is a wonderful candy bar, and we all enjoy it. Baby, you sound <laughs> glum again. You're down. What kind of candy bar are you, Big R? Are oh, you a man, what you call it? I don't want to get into that right now, baby. I mean, I don't know that we should get into that. Yeah. All right, baby. I mean, I don't. I mean, right now, he sounds about as bitter as dark chocolates. So. I mean, Big Key, if you want to, if you want to level a particular uh, candy treat at me, I, I would love to hear what you come up with. Uh, Interesting. I mean, I, I w- I, I don't mind that. When, what do you got? What do you got for me? Baby, that's so interesting. Let's see what you come up with and see if, we'll see if some of our listeners agree, you know? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need a minute, okay? Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need a little bit of time on that. So, Pipe, if you have another question, you know, or right, if you so have another candy Snickers, scenario, you can— Let's go to Snickers. Let me see. Kind of make up your decision. All right, well, yeah. let, me, let me throw out a candy bar that's very polarizing. Okay. And, and let's yeah. see if we can, we can wrestle, wrestle it to the ground. What about a Heath bar? Who's a Heath bar? Wait, that's polarizing? Why is that polarizing? Okay, what is your opinion of a Heath bar? I don't know. I just think it's delicious. Is there somebody who doesn't think I think it's Heath- disgusting. I think Heath bars are foul. Wow. That's, that's well, why I mean, it's that's polarizing. really dramatic, Pipe, saying that they're disgusting and foul. It's, it's just It's not awful. even a candy bar. It's like it's, it's like it's crunchy crap that gets stuck in your teeth. Yeah, it's oh, wow. to- that's called toffee, Pipe. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's that's the called kind- toffee and chocolate, man. Okay. <laughs> right. Have, okay. So, have you seen you? You've obviously seen or read *The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe*, and how they make Turkish delight out to sound like this amazing yeah. confectionery wonder. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. It's gross. And toffee is exactly the same way. <laughs> it's like, know, it's like a candy that they used to think was good. You're being years literal. Ago before good candy got invented. You're being literal about Turkish delight because you know how I, I've Americanized Turkish delight in my mind to meaning more like. <laughs> Like like a big handful of like milk duds where you just keep eating them and they're chewy and delicious and you just can't stop eating them. See, That's- but it's, yeah, and it's not like that at all. It's really really not good at all. So, okay, this, so but see polarizing. So you I would say polarizing. I would say a polarizing dude out there for for our intent and purposes. This is a preacher yeah. that I either hear people saying like he's 
the greatest preacher I've ever heard, or I, I cannot listen to him for more than one minute. I want to punch him is, uh, is Maddie Chan. Really? Maddie Chan. Interesting. That's a Heath bar. Well, mm, I'm just know. saying that some people are people know. that are sensitive. They feel like he's yelling at them. This was, mm-hmm. but you know, Chan has mellowed out a lot. You know, he's kind of like Drisky was in Drisky's later days. But so Chan doesn't really do that as much. Yeah, anymore, I kind of feel. I kind of feel like like Driscoll is a Heath bar because he's somebody who people used to think was good. Yeah, and now he's very polarizing, and there are people who still like him, and like the presentation looks pretty decent, and like the taste isn't bad, but there's just like this. The, like the texture of it is just ugh. dude you know what it's, i'm gonna go the other way on the heath bar man because I, I look at the heath bar and i just see a candy bar with a lot of dignity you know what i mean <laughs> i feel like it's got big R, are you with me i feel like it's got dignity yeah no class. i'm with you I, i'm not with well, you like better it's it's toffee it, it feels kind of english they've never changed their logo I, I just feel like this is a classy candy bar that respects itself you know what i mean it's not out it's not out there doing a bunch of advertising um right. so my Heath Bar pastor, I think, is uh, is Timmy K. Timmy um, K. Hmm. Okay. Timmy K. Been a, been around a long time, doing great work. Uh, just a, a very respectable candy bar. You know what I mean? You know when a Heath Bar is good when it's when it's like ground up in a blizzard. So like little okay. bits of Heath Bar are good. I just I can't yeah, biting, some, biting biting some crunch there. I, I get you, pipe. Because the flavor is good. It's just yeah. all of that toffee in one place is too much for me. Guys, here's a question for you because I have, I have a particular dude in mind right now, but I, but I, I, I want to kind of – I want to go about this in reverse. What's yeah. a candy bar – this is going to answer the question for me. What's a yeah. candy bar that like each of you guys – like you're never drawn to it, but every yeah. once in a while it will be sitting there and you grab it and it's never one you'd go for. But every mm-hmm. time you try it, you go, oh, man, this is delicious. I don't know why I never get this. Interesting. Mm. Pipe thoughts? I think a Kit Kat bar. There you go. Oh, a Kit Kat. Nice, Pipe. Like Kinda not exciting, but man, it's like a utility bar. Like it's there, you grab yeah. it, you eat it, and you're like, this is the only candy bar I ever want to eat for the rest of my life. And then you walk away five minutes later and you never think about a Kit Kat bar like ever again until you eat it. Yeah, I eat Kit Kat bars when my kids go trick-or-treating and they bring home like exactly. nine pounds of them. All the half But I never, like, I never spend a dime on them. Right. Dude, it's like the Ron Say of candy bars. You know what yeah. I mean? It's solid. It's dependable. It's not flashy, you know. Yeah. Um, but but you like it, you know. And yeah. You, and, and yeah, every every time you're you're you know pleased with it. So baby, this is who I'm drawing. This is my conclusion that I'm drawing from a Kit Kat bar in terms of pastors. Okay. Uh, Kdy Kevin DeYoung. Oh, um, how interesting, Big R. He's the guy. Like, here's the thing. I I I probably only hear Kevin DeYoung when I'm at a conference and I happen to just be at his sure. sesh, you know, yeah. or at his at his plenary or whatever. Yeah. I, I never go after like I don't listen to a lot of guys anyway. But like, he's not the guy that I go after when I decide to listen to like a podcast or a sermon ever. I never go to KDY. But every time I hear KDY, I go, dude, why don't I? I mean, he's like super good. Why don't I never listen to him? But then like the minute I'm done listening to him, I walk away and I, that's it. I'm out. You know? Wow. Fascinating, Big R. You're right. I think though. that's, I think that's, yeah. I, I think that's a great compliment to him because Kit Kat bars are delicious. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. a total compliment. Kit Kat is an A-list candy bar that really doesn't get A-list billing all the time. And, Absolutely. Uh, I, I think when some of these other candy bars drop off the scene, if you will, Kit Kat will take its 
its rightful place near the top of the of the heap. And I think that's what Katie Wise is kind of laying in the weeds, man. He's laying in the weeds a little bit. He's waiting for you know some of these older guys to retire and uh, and leave the scene, and then and then you know Kit Kat will you know take its <laughs> its place at the top of the mountain. I'm just gonna call him Kit Kat from now on. I, I actually already call him Kit Kat. Oh, you, you do? Know, okay. It's, yeah, a little, I, it's a little kind of playful thing that we have. Uh, <laughs> each other, but. That's, uh, yeah, that, that's playful, all right? <laughs> it is. Yeah. And, and you know, it's a little weird. It feels a little unnatural sometimes. But I just Only go when you call him Kitty. Only. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's I, I, right. You know. I feel like there there are a couple significant names on the candy side and the pasture side that are that are just sort of lingering out there. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw yeah. out candy bars, and I think we need to attach them to names. I feel like a, the Twix bar mm. is uh, and Twix and Snickers both need uh, they they need to be attached to something, and then I think either Mounds or Almond Joy needs to be attached to someone. Those are also polarizing, in my opinion. Very polarizing. I, so I think uh, I think those. Those three, so you got the coconut candy bars, Mounds Almond Joy, yeah. uh, and then you got Twix and you got Snickers. They need to be attached to something. Guys, it is phenomenal. We are still talking about this. We yeah, owe everybody no. a double app for this for this travel. I thought this was gonna be like a like a two and a half minute bit, big R, and here we I are. Think, you know what though? You know what though, baby? I think Pipe really digs this topic. I'm not Dude, gonna Pipe lie. Loves I think, it. Pipe's I think he loves it. He totally well, loves it. He's got notes. I, I also think I also think that that when four listeners are like, we really want to hear the end of it. That's fine. We will give you thirty five minutes on candy. <laughs> exactly, bars. exactly. We will give you until you beg us to. Stop. Not a lot in the tank I, today gonna, for the ramp, boys. Not a lot. I'm going to kick us off here, baby, because I, uh, I I know there's a name that people want us to to just get out there and attach. So I'm going to go Snickers with Rachel the Held Evans because wow. sometimes when I huh. read. Or hear what she's tweeted. I, I snicker about it. Wow. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I mean, other times, to be fair, there's like something else funny happening in my office. And people think I'm snickering about it, but um, that, that I'm just going to leave that there. That's where I'm going with that one. Interesting. All right. <laughs> That's your call. So That's we got Snickers call, taken care of. All right, Snickers is taken care of. Mar, uh, would you have Almond Joy and Mounds? Yeah, those are those are candy bars that you can't, as a kid, possibly develop a taste for. Those are adult candy bars. Those are total those are adult candy bars. So is like a Rocky Road. I mean, those are like those are, those adult like, texture. Those are like candy D.A. Carson. Bars. Yeah, Dude, those are like Carson. Carson. Nobody, nobody wants them, but they acknowledge that they're that they're good. Yeah, you know? that's like Sinclair Ferguson, D.A. Carson, like candy bars. Dude, you're right. Yeah, because you're yeah. like, you know what? Mounds Almond oh, Joy. I acknowledge J- that it's J.I. Packer. J.I. Packer. He is the Almond Joy. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's good candy. Sure. It's been around a long time. Actually, let's just be honest, Pipe. Your old man is Almond Joy. Who are we fooling, who are we fooling right now? <laughs> <laughs> and and then and then who is Twix? Because here's the thing: Twix is maybe my favorite candy bar, which means I'm really reluctant to attach it to a person because I don't feel nearly as strongly about any of these pastors as I do about a Twix bar. Twix has to be. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna double up with Big T on this one. Twix has to be like Timmy K because I've never met anybody that doesn't doesn't like Timmy K. You know Twix is I mean? a nice crunch. You get a little substance there. You know what yeah, I mean? It's got, like, it's got the chocolate and the caramel. And that, but like, but like ingredients-wise, like when you just look at it ingredients-wise, there's nothing special about it. It's kind of like Timmy K. You know, when you look at him, there's like nothing special there. But when you bite into that thing, you're like, this is the, the best thing I've ever had. I, yeah, and and his and I would I think I think I have to be in agreement on that one. So Tim Keller is Twix uh, with the side of Heath in in Ted's mind, right? Um, and that's fine. And for the love of everything good and pure, can you get us to the next topic, Big Tim? <laughs> Baby, I, I am begging you. To do that. Help so, us! Help us! Help you right now. I want to. I want to. <laughs> 
I want to stay in this celebrity space, and we will we will not equate these guys to candy bars. And this is something, quite frankly, uh, when when we did our pre-show production meeting, meaning when we sent the three texts uh, a few minutes ago before we started recording, I had to actually look up what this was because apparently there's a beef between two Christian rappers, uh, Shy Lin and Lecrae. So there's a Christian hip hop beef, which I think is terrific. And uh, Pipe, I want it's you to like fill us in on this. Tupac, except way less dangerous. Dude, right? I feel like nobody's going to get shot, which I feel is a is a great thing. Yeah, you no know? guns. They like take out their candy bars and throw them at each other. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you know what? If only we could resolve all conflict that way. I feel, I feel like the world would be a better place. Amen, Ted. I would start more conflict if they could be resolved that way. <laughs> Pipe, what's the nature of this thing, man? What's the nature of this beef? Because I've heard both of these names in the context of like, you know, it's always nerdy, like white reformed guys who are like talking about how much they love Lecrae and Shy Lin. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but nevertheless, man, I've heard like nothing but positive names, uh, positive things about both of these guys. So where, wh- what's the nature of the beef here? Well, I think the, the big, to, to sort of go to the, the, the 30,000 foot level, yeah. is that Shy Lin is like a theological rapper. So he okay. he raps he he raps like creeds and passages of scripture and systematic theology okay. and b- builds his his uh, his lyrics off of works of the reformers and things like that. And Lecrae uh, he he started out more explicitly biblical and has moved into the mainstream in terms of his in terms of his music. So it's uh, it's less explicitly Christian than shy stuff is and so it's it's a little bit more well, it's, it's certainly more commercially successful but uh so the the beef is that shy is basically saying um you you know you used to use lyrics like you should kill me if i don't preach the gospel that's a lecrae lyric or something akin to it but now you're sort of like you're removing the name of christ from your music so instead of being a christian rapper you're a rapper who's a christian and mm-hmm. so it's it's just sort of the it's that Except, except that it's it's not just that they kind of function in different places. It's that Shy has called out Lecrae and sort of the Reach Records uh, collection of artists, mm. and and he, you know, so he did it very pointedly uh, on social media. But then also said, you know, I'm friends with these guys. I'm going to see them in a couple of weeks. We're going to hang out and and uh, I, to, I don't, you know, I don't know the veracity of of all of that and how, what their relationship is like. I just think the I think the debate is really kind of an interesting one because Lecrae went from doing, doing an album built around like, don't waste your life to being like a BET star and, uh, huh. and, and sort of just being in the mainstream being a, you know, a Grammy winner and things like that, which is a whole different sphere. Yeah. Do you, do you feel like Lecrae has sort of, I hate this term. I hate the term selling out. Like I don't <laughs> want to use it, but don't do, you, do it. Don't say it, Big T. Just don't. Well, I don't know. I want to get Pipe's input on this because I, I feel like I don't know what I'm talking about here vis-a-vis these two gentlemen, and I, I, I wonder if Pipe does. Like, do you feel like he's sold out in terms of the content of the music? I, I don't listen to his music that much because stylistically it's just not my preference. But yeah. knowing people who know him, I have never heard – in the Christian world, shocker, I know, secrets don't get kept very well. Um, yeah, I, I've never heard negative things about him character wise or anything like that. Um, and I know that he, I know that he walks, he walks a tightrope because he's in a world of, he's in a, he's in a secular entertainment world, which is full of temptations and full of, um, 
it's it's not a place where it's easy to represent the gospel. But sure. my every impression I've ever gotten of him is that he is faithful to those things, uh, and and to his family and to his church. And so, I don't have any reason to think that he has sold out as a person musically. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, what does that mean? Isn't it just a I, I went a different direction? Is changing direction selling out? Dad, well, I think I it is. If you, I wouldn't think so. If you hang your hat on being, well, and especially in the circles we run in, I guess. I yeah. mean, if you hang your hat on being this like robust theological rapper and then you, yeah, you sort of become just a BET star or whatever, then, you know, people are going to, like that accusation is going to get leveled, I would think. Um, I don't know. Big R, you're, you're uh, a music guy. I want to frame this for you in a little bit different way. I, I feel like it would be really exciting to have a beef with someone. Uh, so if you were going to have a beef with anyone in music, who would it be and why? Oh my gosh. I know, baby. I mean, my genre, gonna hate that, but I want to, wanna... my genre was so niche and so limited. There was, I mean, I would have to have a beef with myself. I have beef with people who use the term niche. Yeah, I know. So my, my niche was so limited that I would have to have a beef with myself for it to even be valid. That was, that <laughs> maybe if you had to have a beef with your other band members. Yeah. If there was I, I don't even have other band members. I did everything solo, but yeah. So. In the, in the kind of a niche of a niche, like you would be having beef with your own like subconscious then at that point. Pretty like, much. Yeah. I would be having, I'd be having be arguments with, is, I'd be having yeah, arguments with other like on the show today. What's that? Because you're having, is that why you were a little glum coming on the show today? Were you having beef with your subconscious? No, I was having, I, I was having, uh, having it with another, uh, a fellow pastor, a fellow man of the cloth from, uh, from Chicago area. So, uh-huh. you know what I mean? We you were having pastoral our, beef. We were having our own little Lecrae Shylin thing going on. You know what I were mean? Were you the Lecrae or the Shylin? Was, was he, uh, did he take umbrage to your level of fame? Was oh, that he was, he was clearly the Shylin. Yes, he was clearly He was the Shylin. Yeah, Fascinating. Exactly. Was he was so. he upset at you for being on this shallow trite podcast where we spend thirty minutes talking about candy? You know what? He probably he's never mentioned that. He probably technically is. He's never mentioned that, but he was mentioning some other things. He was critical of my uh, critical of my some of my musicianship and my travel schedule. It was really strange. What? And uh, yeah. But uh, but you know more to the point, man. I you know here's the thing about the you know the, this uh, you know these these weird like things that just seem to perpetually come up with, you know musicians of faith and all of that is that, you know there's gonna. You know, look as Lecrae's reach continues to widen, and I don't even know if it's continuing to widen. It might actually be shrinking. You know what I mean? Because like he maybe already had his moment last year. You know, when he was on Fallon or whatever. But um, I don't know. I think that the temptation is is just to as they're as they're gaining a wider reach, is to increase that reach. And the other thing that people don't really understand is that his faith can come out in like wider ways than, than just his lyrics. So if he's given the platform, if his lyrics are giving him a platform, his faith can actually come out in more pronounced ways than just his lyrics. And so if he feels like he wants to make those more palatable to a wider audience, it actually can give way for a wider, you know, a wider reach for the gospel. I mean, if you want to look at it that way, and that's the way I like to look at it because there's nothing in his life that would tell us that he's not, you know, living the, living the, the life, you know? Yeah, that's a good word, man, for sure. So <laughs> what, one more thing on this. Um, in terms of my beef with Trogues, do you oh, guys feel like, man. am I the Shy Lin or the Lecrae figure in, the, in that beef? I just feel like Trogues is always going to be the Shy Lin character. How so, Big R? <laughs> because he's Big the point. one that attacks. Oh, right. Trogues the attacker. 
right? Trogues the attacker. That's what they called right. him in high school, actually, in, in yeah. high school football. He was Trogues the attacker. And Trogues the attacker in his homeschool. Well, yeah, yeah. Was by high school football, I mean her little attacker. Nerf sword fighting. But, well, right. No. I mean, like Ted, you haven't even seen this, but like Pipe, you. See, I mean, Trogues is just. And, and I know he's being like, ha ha, you know, in quotes, but I mean, like the dude's literally, he's relentless to me this week, you know, on social media. Trogues is just. Baby, what about? I feel like everybody's uh, having a beef with you this week. What, I don't what's... know what it is. No, I, Trogues, I mean, Trogues is just like any snarky, like, comment that somebody makes, he like comes back at it and just like, and it's just, I don't know, like, he's just, he's on the Ronnie Martin tip this week, and I don't know why that is. Well, I feel like yeah. that's unnecessary, man. Well, I, I mean, I'm not even that offended, but nevertheless, like, if you're asking which one Trogues is in your life, I mean, he's not the Lecrae, he's yeah. the Shylin. Baby, I'm the Lecrae. I want to be the Lecrae. You are the Lecrae. Like, to me, you are the Lecrae. To me, you yeah, are Lecrae. You, not the Lecrae. You are Lecrae. Yeah, no, thank Can, you. Thank I don't you. see Ted Cluck. I see Ted Lecrae. <laughs> That's what they used to call me in high school, Ted Lecrae. Ted Lecrae, I know. Not quite as good as the attacker. Baby, that name looks good on you. Thank you, baby. Thank you. Ted Lecrae. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Happy Rant. We're here with uh, my friends and colleagues, Barnabas Piper and Ted Lecrae. I love it. I love it, baby. Rachel the Held Evans. Boys, we we have time for one more topic, and uh, and it kind of dovetails, I think, nicely on this uh, this this idea of personas and beef and uh, and celebrities. So th- there's there's kind of a couple of moving parts to this one. One is that people wanted uh, people wanted to know like what our personality types were, like per the Myers Briggs. So we could talk about that a little bit, but I wanna I wanna actually talk more about the idea and the popularity of these personality types. It feels like a, for a certain subset of people. Um, all they can talk about is Enneagram and, and Myers-Briggs and all this. And, and personally, I feel like <laughs> personality tests are just another way to like be a raging narcissist and gaze at yourself all the live long day. Uh, but I don't know. I know there's like good that can come out of it and, and insight that comes out of it as well. So I want to know what, what are your guys' take on these personality tests in general? And maybe, uh, maybe a word or two about what, uh, what your personality type is. Go for it, Pipe. Take it away. Uh, I I half agree with you, Ted, about the, the opportunity for being a raging narcissist. Mm-hmm. I think people are raging narcissists, and they will find the capacity. And so anything that turns the lens inward is like an accelerant for that. You know, it's like it's like they're upper. It just sort of hype, it hypes the narcissism. Uh, sure. I do think – I think certain – Certain evaluations can be really helpful in different contexts, but I think usually they're helpful when they're pointed outward. So how you work well with other people. So, for example, using something like StrengthsFinder or even the Myers-Briggs can be really helpful in putting together a team of people. Uh, if you're if you're leading a church staff or something like that, I think those are useful because you can look at it and go, OK, if I have three or four people who excel in this area, I probably need three or four people who excel in these other areas. Otherwise, we're going to be weak. Um, when you only look at yourself through those lenses though, yeah, then you're, then you, you end up, you end up talking about yourself the way that a lot of Enneagram fans do, where you just talk about like, oh, I'm a seven or I'm a four or I'm a three or whatever. And, and you sound very strange. You just, you, I was told growing up that putting a number on people was bad, (laughs) you know, like high school boys (laughs) who who put it, who, who, who would like walk around and they're like, that girl's a six. Like that's a negative thing. But now the Enneagram numbers, everybody, and apparently it's okay. So what do I know? Interesting. So pipe, if I could ask you this, uh, I I don't know about Enneagram really, so I'm not going to ask about it, but, uh, what, what's your Myers-Briggs type? Do you know the four, the four letters right off the top of your head? 
Yeah, I'm an ENTP. Interesting. Now, who are the celebrities associated with that one? If, if you- oh, let's see. The most recent, the most recent Facebook quiz I looked at uh, was a uh, there was a Star Wars one, and it's R two D two. Oh, nice. And uh, there was a um, there was a Game of Thrones one, and I think the character was Littlefinger, okay. um, who's a devious son of a gun. Uh, uh-huh. Let's see. I'm trying to remember. It's it's a lot of entrepreneurial types. Yeah. As well, kind of in the in the broader world. Now, was R two D two the tall, skinny robot, or the kind of short, uh, squatty one? Is the short one who doesn't use words, which makes it very confusing to figure out how my personality type and his match up. Mm. But, yeah, that's odd, man. That's odd. Mm. I don't get it. I think Big they R- just ran out of characters, and they're like, "Well, that guy." <laughs> Big R, what's your Myers Briggs, baby? Um, ENTJ, and I have no idea what any of that is. Interesting. Yeah. You, you don't, I, don't I mean, I could, I could tell you what it is. If oh, go for it, yeah. What, what go ahead, yeah. Piper, our boy is so glum today. He's so down. I want you to use this to build him up, all right? That's your job for the next All right, time. we're going to use this to be it. So E is, is, uh, is extroverted, meaning you draw more energy from being with other people yeah. than from being alone. So mostly ha- mostly has to do with where you where you kind of get your – what uplifts you is is – Mm-hmm. I, you know, solitude or social activities. The, uh, the N, I don't, I don't totally understand that one as well. It's the N or the S and I don't know. It's, I think it's something like intuition, intuition versus sensing, but I don't, I couldn't tell you exactly what that is. And then T and, you know, you're a T instead of an F. So that's thinking versus feeling. So a little bit more analytical, a little bit less on the kind of following the emotions. So m- maybe you're kind of caught in your own head. The thinker has ruled the day and, and you just, you know, it's it, it you have uh, you've gotten bogged down with these unpleasant text messages and mm-hmm. tweets you've received, and then the J means that you tend to be a pretty pretty systematic, organized person who keeps things in order. Uh, whereas, like the P is the more sort of bouncing from one thing to the next, forward looking, that kind of thing. I wouldn't have pegged you as an ENTJ though. That's funny. I don't know. That's what my wife told me. I, I don't. Maybe she screwed that up because that doesn't sound. I, like what me. would you have pegged? That doesn't him sound at? like me at all. None of that sounds like me. Uh, I would have, I would have uh, probably something like an ENFP, something like that. But I'm not positive. Interesting. Interesting. Just because, as somebody who has done a lot, and he's you're, you're creative, Ronnie. You're entrepreneurial, sort of, but in a more sort of creative way than like starting businesses way. Um, and and you you write Christmas novels like that's not an ENTJ trait generally it speaking. Always comes back to that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's just, it's a it is a it is an expression of a characteristic, though. Well, you know, what we need to do we need to look at the other great Christmas novelists and see what their Myers Briggs type is and kind of work backward. Don't you agree, Pipe? You mean like Stefan Furtick, Christmas yeah, Furtick? Yeah, of course. I yeah. don't know any. I don't know any Christmas novelists <laughs> besides Charles Dickens. I mean, do I? Do, am I just invisible right now? He said other. Present company excluded. Right. I was thinking outside of the 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 sphere of Ronald J. Martin. I mean, if a if a person writes a Christmas novel in the forest and it never gets published, does that mean (laughs) it exists? I mean, that's the question. That's why I'm glum right now. You want to know why I'm glum, Big T? That's why I'm glum. I know that's why you're glum, baby. And I, I want to say this to the publishing world, who I know is listening. We have we have a lot of publishing tycoons and a lot of. A very high-powered people, listen to me. Publish Ron's Christmas novel, all right? 
Um, would, would it kill you to publish his novel? Do you do you hear how glum he is? Um, baby, we, <laughs> we're, we're just going to sit back and wait for the offers to come rolling in. Now, I would have pegged you as uh, as actually my Myers-Briggs personality type, which is INFP. Mm. So I can INFP see that. Is, 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 yeah, it's the introvert, the kind of creative, suicidal, genius artist type. So when you look up, in fact, all of the celebrities that have INFP, they've all like killed themselves. Oh, man. Um, when you talk about being glum, that's an exercise in like kind of making yourself glum with this uh, this whole Myers-Briggs situation. Well, see, I would be all of that, except I'm not an introvert. So that would be the only like, yeah, you're, you're an extrovert, man. You're, am, you're, yeah. you're a people person. See, ENFP. That's what, that was, that was my, that was my best guess. Mm-hmm. So ENTJ you need to take, kind of surprised me. Yeah. It's like, as you get older, you're not lying on the tests anymore and you know yourself. That's true. So you just, you end up like finding your, your true personality when you take it later in life, I think, you know, but I also think it's less valuable when you take it later in life. Cause you're like, ah, it just doesn't matter I am who I am. Like, I, I know how to navigate people. I know what's good. I know what's healthy. I think it's true. I think these can be helpful for, like, self-awareness for those who who can't understand why they keep repeating the same things or running into problems. But if you have mm-hmm. any self-awareness, you don't really need Yeah, see, Pipe, I totally agree with that, man, because I think, like, okay, so I'm in a network. I'm in a church planning network called Sojourn, and they, like, are just, like, gaga over the Enneagram and so it's one of those things where, like, they filter everything, every move you make. Every time you blink your left eye first before your right eye, it's because you're a, you know, a five wing seven, you know, and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and um, so it's just, but like, I, I feel it like sounds like a hockey play. Actually. It really does, yeah, even yeah, though yeah, I don't we'll even know what you just five said. Wing seven, Adam. I have yeah. no idea what, what what you're talking. But yeah, but yeah, like a hockey play. And so what's interesting about it is, like, I feel like on one hand, like what you just said, it's helpful to know, right? Because it's it's good to have some level of self awareness. On the other hand, like, how does that really help me in the day to day? Like, it's just knowing I'm like that, but still being like that. Um, it's not incredibly helpful to sort of like use that as the lens that I, that I literally approach life with, you know? I'll, I'll say this for the Enneagram versus like Strengths Finder, Myers Briggs. Those, those give hard and fast labels. So a Strengths Finder is like, these are the things that I, that I excel at and that's what I should focus on. It's a little bit sort of, it's a, it's a limiting thing. The Enneagram has sort of a spectrum because it's like this is this is your sort of category, but this is you when you're in a healthy place. This is you when you're in an unhealthy place. So, for example, if you're in a place where you're like, I've been really frustrated, I've been really cantankerous, I've been really glum, maybe you look at it and you're like, oh, that's be, that's a that's a characteristic of being in an unhealthy place. But even so, again, with a little bit of self awareness, usually people, mature people, could look at it and go, well, yeah. I'm I'm not in a great place mentally, spiritually, whatever. But I think I think that spectrum is a little bit more helpful. Um, I also think most people aren't very introspective. So giving people tools to work with to know what is a healthy place and what is an unhealthy place can be beneficial as long as they don't, you know, devolve into narcissism. That's a great point, Pipe. But they will devolve into narcissism. So why are these uh, why are these sojourn guys so obsessed with it, man? Because it's kind of a, you it know, sounds like pentagram. Yeah, in the last like few years, it's kind of the it's kind of the the new school, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean, like you know, hot, you know, sort of personality test that like, and they sort of they've they've kind of turned it, they've they've kind of they've taken it and they've reshaped it as being something that you can trace back to you know, uh, creation, fall, redemption, restoration. So this gospel storyline, and they so they they kind of wrap it into those things. So it has it oh, has wow. sort of this it sort of has this you know this. Uh, 
you know, you can apply it from, in a, from a gospel lens. And uh, so they like it. And there's some really good things about it. But I feel like it's not something that I can continue to, like, talk about or be engaged in for the rest of my life. You know, I feel like it. Yeah. it's sort of like it was there. It, it has its purpose. It helps me to even know, you know, know that about some people maybe that I work with or that I engage with. But, like, it just – I I think it can be taken too far, kind of like what Pipe is saying. And ultimately, it's like um, – it really, I mean, narcissism is really the only place for it to end up if it's taken too far in, in a in a big way, you know, but I don't know. Yeah. People would disagree with that. So. Well, and at the end of the day, you just got to do the work. You know, nobody cares if you're a five wing seven, you know, you just got to get your stuff done. Exactly. You know. Exactly. But, uh, exactly. Well, boys, we have, uh, we have done what we always do on this show, which is uh, to wander to and fro. I think we're all a little bit down now. I think, I think big R, you're, your glumness just kind of permeated the whole program. Sorry, boys. Uh, I didn't realize I was that. I glum, need that Twix bar. That will solve my problem. You know, a candy bar always can solve my problems. I I'm need a Tim Keller that. candy bar. Is what I need. Yeah, I, need Dude, a, I think I need a Heath, a little bit of dignity and class. You know, just to kind of elevate the mood a little bit. <laughs> I need uh, a. I need a Rachel the Held Evans. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to just get out of here, right? I mean, I, I need. I need. I need that and and the uh, the, the candy bar version of her. Yes. This is this is for the guy from Chicago. All right, lay off my boy. Okay, enough with Big R and, and the critiques. Ted, okay, I appreciate so that, man. I appreciate the loyalty, man. You've been a loyal friend. You're a good friend, T. Baby, of course, man. We're better friends for it. You know what? We are so, better friends uh, for it, right? So, so lay off my boy, and uh, until next time, Rachel the Held Evans. The Happy Rant is brought to you by Resonate Recordings. If you go to ResonateRecordings.com, you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see their prices, to connect with them and ask any questions, and to see what they can do to help you launch, edit, master, and improve your podcast. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see what they can do to help you launch and improve your podcast. No matter what you're going through, you are not alone. Sis, if you've experienced pain in your father-daughter relationship, I want you to know that you are loved and seen. I'm Kia Stevens, host of the Hope for Women with Father Wounds podcast, and I created my show to help you exchange your father wounds for the love of God the Father. Join me for encouragement, wisdom, and scripture. Just search Hope for Women with Father Wounds on lifeaudio.com or wherever you get your podcast.